Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. It's your future. Let Zurich help you protect it. Talk to us today about life and serious illness cover. Text 51551. Drive Time on RTE Radio 1. I'd love your input to 51551 on this because with TV shows such as The Traitors and The Apprentice on our screens, as well as elections on the horizon in 2024, this year will be a year of winning people over. But how do you do it? And what are the secrets of persuading people? Well, Porrick Walsh is a behavioural psychologist and he joins me now in the studio. And as I said at the top, you're very welcome, Porrick. We were intrigued by uh, an article today. We were talking about it in The Guardian. Uh, the secrets of highly persuasive people from a hostage negotiator to a TV producer. Are there secrets to this? It's, uh, we all know that person, Cormac, who can wrangle that upgrade or get a discount or the person who can go in without a receipt mm. and manage to get an exchange for them. And that influence, that charm, that persuasive way is really important. And we see it across the board. But really what this persuasion is, is a test of our social intelligence. Now, social intelligence was something that uh, was a, a term coined by the psychologist Daniel, uh, Daniel Goleman. And he was talking about how we relate to to the social world and he identified some key pillars within this where we can persuade each other and, and and you can take this you know a case example of somebody like Obama who will very clearly go into a situation and, and want to find that win-win now how does he do that how does a charmer or how does a really effective persuader get to that point most of that is down Cormac to effective active listening and too much of the, the, the you know the, the discussions around persuasion and charm are about our outputs but mm. really the key skills when we were talking about social intelligence are those inputs how we can yeah, but how do you do that in a situation where you say I'd like to return this jumper I'm so sorry I don't have the receipt no yeah, and then <laughs> fairly, it's a fair shutdown. And what you will have in that situation is a really good person who can identify the scenario and say, OK, what is going to work for this person who's in front of me? Uh, now, there's an element of storytelling that can work. Mm. You'll see in that article in The Guardian that they talk about the plomos and they talk about how you can offer compliments to the, to the person, which, look, we all enjoy. But really what you're trying to create are those door openers for conversation. If somebody has just said, give, yeah. given you that no, what a... a a persuasive, socially intelligent person will Go on, do, what would they do, yeah? They'll try and build that conversation. They'll try and build a story around it. They'll try and plead their case in a way that's yeah. non-confrontational. Do they not, do they not risk being uh, thought of as smarmy? Do you know, look, at, I really appreciate your position of no. And but by the way, what a lovely jumper that is. You know, smarm all over. That is smarmy. And those kind of, <laughs> like we, we in, in Ireland, what we have is, you know, we, we, we align charmer with chancer. You know, we, we, we have Charmer <laughs> yeah. with Schlieving. We, we yeah. can associate it with that where there's a lack of authenticity. Okay. So when we're talking about effective communication, where we're talking about real effective persuasiveness that has to be underpinned by a real layer of authenticity. Because even Goldman, when he's talking about social intelligence, he's also talking about the person who's receiving that input and those micro expressions that we have. You know, when you get a bad feeling about somebody like you mm. described there, those micro facial expressions where we go, actually, do you know what? I'm picking up some vibe here that subconsciously our body is telling us I'm picking up on something here that doesn't make me feel comfortable but I can't even verbally articulate it because it, has, okay. it hasn't hit my conscious well, mind Well, do you know yet. what? You brought me then to my next question. Surely it's all about looks. So somebody as good looking and as debonair goes up to the counter like you 
and you get your way whereas somebody who's as butt ugly as me I don't get my jumper back there is research to say that that looks that looks do influence people (laughs) (laughs) come on Gorris we don't have much time here there's a truth to that isn't there but there is yeah there is a lot of research to, to, to demonstrate that why are models used when they're trying to persuade people to purchase products why is it that the you know the person who's going out to represent is is well dressed and well presented so there is research to demonstrate that but that is not the most persuasive aspect of that social interaction well, what are you, on another occasion you can come in here and say to me uh, you people make their first impression in within milliseconds mm-hmm. so is that the game over then if you're a stunner you've won the, ga- the game in the first three seconds whereas if you're butt ugly you might as well keep talking and listening A clever person uh, the, the uh, behavioural scientist Rory Sutherland talks about choosing a surgeon and he says he'll always choose the one who's less good looking because he'll <laughs> know that that person has had to overcome the bias of good looks throughout so they're probably a better surgeon than the one who's really good looking tanned okay. well dressed <laughs> that they probably have been able to lean on that a little bit more than the person who doesn't look who's kind of Hobble together like myself. Uh, no, no. There is there uh, a top trick then in terms of persuading people or winning people over? Is it plomos? Is it uh, whatever? There's three, there's three things. When you're th- if, if you're going from Barack Obama in a very serious labour negotiation to somebody trying to blag a late pint in coppers, okay. those, those three <laughs> pillars of social intelligence are important. And that is being able to actively listen to understand where that other person is coming from. The second thing is being able to build rapport. So when you say say no and shut down, a really good negotiator, a really good person of influence will try and open up those door openers to conversation, to try and build rapport. Their focus is going to be on the connection rather than the conversion. Their focus is on the person, not on the outcome. And the third thing, Cormac, and it's really, really important, is they're self-aware and they're able to regulate their own emotions. The minute you start to lose your cool, the minute you start to become emotionally involved, you've lost your status, you've lost your position in any negotiation. So the really socially intelligent person is self-aware and they're able to regulate those emotions that might overwhelm them and screw the whole thing up. This geezer is very good, isn't he? There's no doubt about it. I've said it before, behavioural psychologist Porik Walsh, you're something else. So listener, think of the influential people in your life. Do they listen? Do they build a rapport? And are they self-aware in terms of their regulating their own emotions? You can text me to 51551. Porik, thank you very much uh, indeed.